the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. You see, Prof, when you're not when you don't nauseate the audience, they put a close-up. You see? You ready for your close-up? How are they gonna put that on you with your hoodie on? It's in the car. It's right on the cell phone. No, what I, Lauren Underwood is outrageous. But what I wanted it to say, and I've, I've only asked for it to be corrected for a year and a half, is the Declaration of Independence, because the Constitution doesn't mean anything anymore. And Illinois embodies that. You're going to tell me the Constitution matters? Every policy is an infringement on my unalienable rights. I'm going to tell you, I, I went to vote, and I did write you and your dog in for governor. And then I wrote myself in for water reclamation. How many positions? Did you look at the ballot? Have you voted yet today? Oh, wait till you see. My favorite part is the one that asks for five free days so that the state workers can stay home with their family members. Don't worry. Is your kid sick? You got the sniffles? Your lying teenager? The kid that lied about staying home from school? You stay home, too, so you could flip the channels. Look at this country. It's outrageous. Go ahead. You got, you got to go generate some income. You got to pay your taxes. Oh, it's a show, baby. If you want to be part of the show, give us a call at 312-642-5600. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I came in really a little early because I thought Juan Williams was over here to give Dan Proft a little butt kicking. But one of the main, one of the main things I wanted to talk about uh, is the voting day. This is the voting day extravaganza, and it's hard when you have no choices. It's hard when you're in Illinois and your choices are what they have been for 40 years years the lesser of two evils that's all they've ever been and now they pretend that we have the lesser of four evils and they run sam mccann who can i tell you something ladies and gentlemen this this portly son of a gun is the fraud day to day frauds a union fronted really a union bagman pretending to be a conservative so that uh he's pretending to be an option so what i did is um you know, I just I kind of fluffed Dan Proft a little bit. I didn't really write him and his dog in for governor. That was I put them in for water reclamation. I actually wrote in none of the above. And I looked at the choices we had, and I, I you have no choices. So I wrote in none of the above. And what I want to do by by going to vote and letting them know I'm not going to do the lesser of two evils is send a send a signal um, that they need to produce candidates that do represent the Illinoisan. 
the individual. And you could take this argument, believe me, and stretch it all the way out to the presidency. But until I, I, I was listening to Joe Walsh last night, and Joe Walsh had a bunch of callers call in. He had one guy call in and say, I'm not going to vote. I, I don't like the choices, and I'm simply not going to go. Now, you know, I think you do go. I think, you know, there, are, there is a reason you have a voting day, and it is your obligation to vote, to go and, and, and even file a blank ballot. That's something that I believe in because it's a principled stand. Um, but people were calling up, and you just suck it up, and you vote for Rauner, and you just have to do what you have to do because this is how it's supposed to be. And the reality is that's what keeps the system failed the way it is. That's what keeps Republicans, who the, the day after, tomorrow, in fact, all the Republican hierarchy will just go back to the lobbying. They'll just go back to the carving up of the public funds and that, because they know that today is but a stitch in time. This is the only day that they have to really pretend to represent the people because the minute after, they can go back into their comfort zone of ruling over us. And uh, where's Rauner's clip? I'll give you an example why they... Hey, kid, my mouse isn't working. Oh, no. Now, this is our time, guys. We got to do it. Tomorrow's the day. Let's make sure. Tell everybody, everybody, get out and vote. Call your friends. Call your neighbors. Walk your neighborhood. Remind everybody to vote. If we get the turnout, we're going to win this. Now, here's the thing. Vote for, for what difference other than small, little, minuscule changes in taxation? I mean, the only difference between Bruce Rauner and J.B. Pritzker is the proposed... Um, progressive tax on your income. And I, I guess that's a, a reason to vote, but I have been so disheartened by the fact that Bruce Rauner has been there for four years. Bruce Rauner did something that no Democrat could have done. He um, made it so that the Illinoisans are paying for free abortions regardless of your position on it. As the definition, that is truly the definition of tyranny, is when you take my property and use it for something I am morally opposed to. I mean, we could argue the individual positions, and that's one thing, but Bruce Rauner has trumped that by it doesn't matter what your individual position is. This is where your money goes. So for me, that is a, the major, major issue of why I will never, I'd spit in his face before I vote for him. I don't care what the other choice is because the reality is J.B. Pritzker is the ramification the people of Illinois deserve. This is what you deserve. Now, why do you deserve it? Not because you're a Democrat or you voted for Democrats, but because you allowed Republicans, such as Bruce Rauner, to pretend to have our, our fundamentals and our, our values, and we have done the lesser of two evils. This is, the, this is the funnel. This is the end of the funnel. This is where it leads to, where there is very, very little differences. There is very little difference of the two evils. I mean, here, let's listen to a little J.B. If we want to make the statement that we need to make, that we're standing up for Illinois values, that we're going to lower the cost of health care, lower the cost of higher education, raise wages and create jobs. People have got to go stand in that line if the line is long and make sure they have their voice heard. Now, listen to what he's running on. Now, he, we all know what he is. He's a socialist, right? He's a socialist who wants to have really free health care, free education and without focusing on the failure of that, because what we as Republicans have allowed the Democrats to do is seize the topic by our complacency and our rebuttal to the failure. We didn't put together a candidate in Bruce Rauner that had a rebuttal. In fact, they're running primarily on the same points, the same exact points. The only difference between Pritzker and Rauner isn't six, 
inches and an extremely unattractive uh, spouse. The difference is how do we pay for it? It isn't about the morality of what it is we're paying for. Because we, we in Illinois have lost the moral ground. We don't talk about the moral ground. We pretend we have representation in the hierarchy of the Republicans. This didn't happen overnight. And this didn't happen with the Jeannie Ives primary, although that was part of it. This happened because we, as Republicans, as Tea Party candidates that we pretended we were, we forgot to weed out our own. And now I go to a ballot, and on the ballot is a section that says um, it's time that we give our uh, minimum wage standards in Illinois. That was another referendum. There was a couple of referendums that I found just laughable. I, I actually started to snicker. And the referendum, should Illinois impose a statewide uh, minimum tax increase? I mean, a, a minimum wage increase. They didn't care about how you get to that minimum wage. They didn't care about the statistics that in Illinois, you know, you could talk about the success of, of the Trump economy. And, and, and if you look at the data that's presented to us, very successful. You look at the stock market, very high. I get all of that. But in the real world, in the street, what do you see in commercial businesses? What do you see in small business in Illinois? Are you in small business in Illinois? It's virtually impossible. It's virtually impossible because of the political failures of Illinois. And now their answer to cover up those failures is to pretend to care for a minimum standard. See, and that's the beauty, that's the seed of socialism that grows, is that once it's implemented, you're turning to the abuser for saving, and that's what happens. And if you listen to J.B. Pritzker, I mean, if you didn't know who he was, and you didn't know what his positions were, and you didn't know he wanted to just mindlessly and continually tax anybody who was not in on the Democrat scheme, what's to argue with what he says? Listen. If we want to make the statement that we need to make, that we're standing up for Illinois values, that we're going to lower the cost of health care, lower the cost of higher education, raise wages and create jobs. People have got to go. Now, now he's running on their, on their failure. He's running on his party's failure. The cost of health care, the cost of education, the result of the job loss. Because... The, the Rauner, Bruce Rauner, is not articulating that that party, the, that we've implemented all of their beliefs because he never ran against it. He's been governor for four years. What did he do to lower our health insurance costs? Did he do anything? No, in fact, he increased our health insurance costs. He sat idly by as he took the Obamacare money to pretend he could hide it in the budget somewhere, and he expanded Medicare and Medicaid. Bruce Rauner is a Democrat. He has governed as a Democrat. So I'm not going to pick which moron Democrat I want to run this, the state. I'm going to do one of two things. One, I'm, I'm going I'm to file the, the, the ballot blank. Two, I'm going to prepare to do what's best for me and my family by leaving, by exiting, by planning to exit. Now, for all of us that are not um, trust fund babies like Pritzker, that do, do not have the luxury of being in on the financial malfeasance and scam as Bruce Rauner and his cohort banker friends have been for 30 years, it's harder for us to move because we have our equity in our house that has been destroyed by these policies. So it's hard to sell a property. I am a real estate broker. Time on the market in every single neighborhood in Chicago has doubled in four years. And forget about the, uh, the, the idea of where you are with your price. That's destroyed down 20% from 07, at least, even with the pretend comeback that we pretend happened. And that's in the best-case scenario. When you factor in the taxes and the transfer stamps, you really get murdered on your real estate in Illinois. So 
in most cases, you can't afford to move. In most cases, you have to write off the loss and move. And that's just the financial aspect. The other aspect is when you have family and friends, and it's hard to uproot and move. And this is what they bank on, that, that we're tethered by their failure. And then you've now come to a position where Illinois, if you funge it out, debt versus income versus assets, it's completely bankrupt. I mean, I know that it doesn't bother anybody when, this, when we have to borrow $400 um, million for payments to teachers for their pensions, and we just pretend, oh, they didn't put it in, because we don't have a candidate that can argue on the principles and fundamentals because we've allowed this to happen. And the other chicanery that goes on is that Bruce Rauner is one big checkbook. Bruce Rauner, he bought the state four years ago. He bought it. He wasn't qualified. He had a big, fat checkbook, and he bought off a bunch of two-bit politicians and lobbyists, and he's the governor. And he wasn't qualified four years ago. He's less qualified today because he failed. And what's the reality? Is for once, he's going to get to use that Carhartt jacket. The luckiest Carhartt jacket ever sold is going to go to work because hopefully he'll load some of the own bo- his own boxes as he has to move out of the governor's mansion. And rightfully so. I don't take, it's not joyful that we're going to have J.B. Pritzker, but it's the reality. And the reality is we've been outplayed as citizens because we've allowed it to happen in that fashion. And we're allowing it in almost every topic now. It's, it's an unfortunate scenario, and you could blame the media, and I do to a certain extent. But I also blame the complacency of the citizens. When we're backed into a corner, we resort to the same kind of calls. I listen to all the talk shows, and I hear all the conservatives and good people, and they call and they say the same thing on Election Day. Just hold your nose and vote. When you're positioned in this, in, in this quandary, Who wins and who loses? We always lose. It's just that we pretend that we can mitigate the loss. But here's the upside of it. The upside of it is in in the failure is an opportunity. And it is time tomorrow. Because the reality is we're going to lose no matter who gets in, right? But tomorrow is when we need to start focusing on how do we really fix it. Tomorrow is when you have to be active. And I don't mean with money. In fact, I think money is, is, is quite the problem. I mean with a certain, certain type of organization and participation in those organizations. So it is time tomorrow to rebuild the Illinois Conservative Party. It should have been done after Bruce Rauner won because that's the kind of party that would have kept Bruce Rauner in check. In the meantime, he put together and assembled the exact same infrastructure Pat Quinn had. And if you think I'm wrong, look at the money. Now, granted, he, he went from five... Uh, bag men down to one in Nancy Kimmy. But the reality is we didn't complain about the money when he was borrowing money at extremely high rates. We were told that has to happen. Why does that have to happen? Why are there no negotiations in debt for the state of Illinois? We pretend we're victimized. How could this possibly be? We are a state. There is no chance that we can ever default on a loan because we have the power of taxation. So until the citizens say, you know what, Bruce? I know that this is the guy that's at your house on Thanksgiving. I know that these bankers that were paying this two and three times the interest that we should be paying, I know they're friends of yours, but we're not going to do it. Why is it that law is used against us as if we're individual borrowers and these are our family members? Well, that's just the way it is. We've got to pay 17% on debt. We're a state. Where's the proposal by a politician? Here's what we're going to do. All the debt that's owed, we're going to give you 0% on it. 0%. Because that should be enough. You've been making four and five times based on an illegal deal anyway. So until we dig out of this hole, why do I have to take the haircut and not the lender? 
So we're going to give you 0% on the money until we can pay it off, until we can rebuild the economy of Illinois. But that's not what happens. What happens is this failure is used as the weapon. It is the baton against you. So the only choices you, you really have is to prepare personally to move. But there is that opportunity to prepare and say we do know the facts. You don't need a spokesman doesn't have to be elected. I mean, you know, you hear Dan Proft on here. You hear his PAC, his political action committee. That's a PAC that people should be involved with. And there's other PACs. I'm not soliciting for Dan Proft. I'm just saying there are other PACs. But to pretend that we are, we're just so close and we just lost by a little bit and now we're going to have to tough it out. Well, you've been toughing it out. You just pretended you won. This is my argument. When you win without principles and fundamentals, you lose in slow motion. I don't want to lose in slow motion anymore. Because there have been, since the forming of the country, uh, 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 really atrocities presented on the public by politicians. This is the game. But the problem is so many of the citizens don't understand, don't realize, and, and don't know the rules. Here, this referendum... You know what I, I was asking? I was looking in, and I asked the uh, prof, I asked a couple guys, you know this referendum that we voted on that we pretend is so outrageous? Should uh, state workers get five extra days to stay home with their sick, fam- sick family? It's an advisory referendum. So the reality is we could vote against it. That doesn't mean it's not going to pass because we've allowed the other mafia to slip in there, and that is the organized labor. The organized labor that we pretend is virtuous. The biggest thing bringing down Illinois is the crime commitments by organized labor to pay off politicians to agree to these ridiculous pensions, which allows them to build the army of workers that are our fellow citizens. And we're being outplayed in this chess game. And you can leave. You can leave Illinois and you can go to different states, but what does other states show you? Now, the one I picked, Florida, it's gonna, it potentially could have a socialist governor, an unqualified socialist governor. Why? Because we've allowed this utopian vision of free things to dumb us down. We've allowed this, this, this socialism to feel that we, as citizens of Illinois, are entitled to it. You're not. And it solves the other problem of immigration. Because what are the immigrants coming here? They're coming here because we're the Louis Vuitton of welfare. We're the Louis Vuitton of free things. So... Until we have our fundamental principles and recognize where the flaws are, we're simply going to deal with caravans. Now, the caravan comes up, and I've heard all of the talk of, oh, it's, it's, it's 7,000. Oh, it's 12,000. Well, the reality is 1,100 a day crash the border anyway. And we've allowed, since Simpson and Mazzoli in 1986, a, a, a bill that actually corrects this and that penalizes the people who hire the illegal alien, who rent the, the housing to the illegal alien, who entertain and aid and abet the illegal alien, we've allowed that to go un, unprosecuted. We've allowed that bill to be ignored. So if we're in the business of ignoring bills we don't like and using failure we do like, why don't we do that? Why don't Republicans do that? Now, Donald Trump uh, is not... Do, I, mean, I mean, to a certain extent, he's trying to correct the wrong. I, you know, I feel kind of bad for him. And you hear him in clips. I feel kind of bad for him because he's damned if he does, he da- he's damned if he doesn't. But the reality is it's going to take more. That's why the, the, the reason I went to vote was to vote for the representatives. Now, in Cook County, Illinois, funny part is the, the Republican representative had zero money by the Illinois Republican Party. He didn't run one commercial, the guy running against Chewy Garcia. 
in, in my district, that's the congressman. Not one commercial. And in the other districts where there, there was money, like Holcrum, you had this girl run with a fake, completely frauded res- resume. In fact, uh, listen, kid, are you in there? Where's those clips? That, oh, here we go. Underwood. This is what career politicians do when the polls show they're slipping. Oh, I just got to, okay. <laughs> Give us a call if you care to participate. 312-642-5600. Um, what happens is Underwood, who was put up by Obama, who is really a Democrat apparatchik since she's a kid, and, and to a certain extent, she's a college kid. Obama's uh, in the White House. She was lured by, by uh, the, the pitch of uh, the utopian socialism. And she bought in, and good for her. She went and got a registered nursing degree. And did she work? Did she change one senior diaper? No. She has a commercial where she says she's been dealing with hundreds of people. When the reality is you look into what, who she is and what she's done, and it's a lie. It's a bald-faced lie. And she's caught the day before voting day, and she never directly answers the question because she's never really directly asked the question. She's allowed to circumvent. As a registered nurse treating patients, as a woman with a pre-existing heart condition, I've seen the cost of health care soar. She should have been questioned the day that, that commercial ran. She should have been questioned the day the commercial ran. But she wasn't. She wasn't questioned. And, and that goes to the, the broader point of why Trump wins and why Trump has the cover he has is because we're not, we understand and we've understood for many years that the media has run cover for her. But moreover, the media has, has aided her because they share the same vision. And the problem is, do we weed that out with a Fox News? I don't think so, because what you do when you have a Fox News is you just have two competing opinion networks. They're not actually giving you the fact, because the fact of the matter is we, we as citizens do not understand the principles of what we are running, of what we need politicians to run for, what we need them to run against, because we have good people. I, I see this all the time. Argue for their benefits of socialism. The argument with the illegal alien is very simple. Why? Do we allow kids to go to school for free, even when they're ours? And we pretend we pay a fraction of property taxes. Some of us do and some of us don't. And that covers the nut. So we've given up the ground. We've given up the principle. And you allow, you allow personality conflicts to go on. But what is the trajectory of the nation? Is it changing? It is imperative that we keep uh, socialists from out of Congress, because it's within Congress that all of this malfeasance happens. It's within Congress that the money's spent, the money's borrowed. And that's why these are the most important things. And you let an Underwood get in there? A girl who's 32 years old, who lives with her parents, who voted illegally in Illinois, who has a resume that isn't qualified for anything, it seems to be a problem for me. And then what do we get? We get a position where we have Sean Hannity, who I like as a person, he's a wonderful host on the show, but he is now... Um, pretty much acting in a fashion that allows the, the argument to happen of his facts because he's a skewed personality rallying for the president. By the way, all those people in the back are fake news. <laughs> Mr. President... I, I did an opening monologue today, and I had no idea you were going to invite me up here. And the one thing that has made and defined your presidency more than anything else 
Promises made, promises kept. Now that's great. That's great for a radio show. That's great for a pep rally. But is that what we need um, for our news argument against socialism? I mean, I get what Sean Hannity is. I like Sean Hannity. I agree with a large part of his view. But the problem is, where do we have for actual reporting? Where do we have to turn for actual information? And that's where it belongs on you. And that's why the organizations are important. And that's why in Illinois, we are the the spear tip of the failure we pretend we don't care for. And in the end, we have our, our, our guys who we think are our guys. Bruce Rauner is not a Republican. Bruce Rauner has not run as a Republican. Bruce Rauner doesn't deserve Republican support. Pritzker, on the other hand, is outrageous. Uh, and, and, and he's going to win. The reality is he's going to win because he's run. Ironically, this is the part that gets me. When they're in the crunch time and you listen to them run, they run as fiscal conservatives. This is why, in the end, I think it's really important that you do get, you do get active, but you have to get active strategically. You have to spot the frauds. And the way in which you spot the frauds is when you go over the principles. And you go over the principles because you don't pretend there's some magical mystery one man that can win the presidency and save us. Because Donald Trump is but a stitch in time. He really is. All right. Let's go to... What do we got? See, it's hard because I don't have the right board here. Here we go. If you want strong borders, you see what we're doing. We got the worst laws because they won't give us the votes. If you want strong borders and safe communities, no drugs, no caravans, vote Republican. But we have been. You know, I, I, I mean, to just, just point up a little bit, we have been, and we did. And the Republicans, here's the other part that, that I find annoying. The Republicans have been in the House, in the Senate, in the presidency for two years. They have been, and they've dropped the ball. They failed in the most key important parts. Because if this issue were solved, wouldn't that be a better example of why to keep them in? If these issues were, if, if in, for instance, in 2018, we didn't borrow twice what we borrowed in 2017, wouldn't it be more advantageous to run as a fiscal conservative? I don't know what the Republicans stand for anymore other than I'm not as bad as that guy. And I use the Bruce Rauner election to prove it. Bruce Rauner has run on nothing other than I'm not I'm not J.B. Pritzker. And the reality is it stretches out to the to the nation. And no matter how many Republicans are in the are in the uh, House, we've had they've had the House since 2008. They've had the House since 2008. What have they done with it now? Do I have to swallow my principles and my pride and support Peter Roskam when he runs against Sean Caston? I absolutely do. But what happens tomorrow should Peter Roskam win? Will he all of a sudden change and say, you know what, that was close. I need to be fiscally conservative for the people of Illinois. No, because we have a system that's set up on him bringing home the bacon. I remember our, all of the outrage in the, in the late 80s when we found out about pork barrel spending. Has any of it stopped? Of course it doesn't stop because that's how they raise money in their districts. So until we get the principles of what it means to have a republic versus a democracy, until we get the principles of what a representative, what's the most important politician in the country? It isn't Donald Trump. I I, I know that's shocking to people, but it's your congressman. 
That's the most important thing in the country. And the idea that what wins in, in states like Illinois, and here's the other problem, it's winning in other states. You see Beto O'Rourke in Texas. Beto O'Rourke is Barack Obama without the, without the ability to speak in public. And Beto O'Rourke stands at the, at, at the threshold of defeating who I think is probably one of the greatest representatives in Ted Cruz. And the, and the reason is, is that for some reason, we as citizens, by every election, the lesser of two evils. It's not, the right, it's not the right attitude, and it is why when I take my ballot, I check none of the above. None of the above. And I don't know how long it's going to take. I'd like to think that that's something we can change, but we can only change it when we realize what it is. And when I hear good people and different talk show hosts and different news media outlets say, look, it's time that you just vote Republican. It's time that you hold your nose and just vote Republican. I don't see the upside of that. In fact, I think it's exactly the opposite of what we should do. I think it's detrimental to our vision, to, to what liberty is. You know, as we were talking about when, it, when we started the show, why, why, why do I want the Constitution taken out of the header and the Declaration of Independence put in? It's because within that Declaration, it's, it talks about my circle of liberty. The Constitution has been undermined virtually since it's been created. I don't see anybody running on a reestablishment of the rights of the individual. I see different arguments of different levels of socialism. And here we are on election day, and I'm going to have, listen, am I telling you you have to go vote for Roscom? Yeah, you do. But I'm also telling you tomorrow you've got to grab Roscom by the back of his head and say, Peter, you were elected in 06. What would you, what would you do to go back to the debt and the spending in 06? And when Peter Roscom runs... He runs pretty much on you not wanting to know it. Hey, we got J.B. Pritzker on the line. Very exciting. By the way, if you want to call, it's 312-642-5600. Hold on one second. J.B. Pritzker. J.B., thanks for calling the show. How are you? It's time for a governor, a governor who knows that health care is a right, not a privilege. We've got to lower the cost of health care for people. I think universal. That's why I'm asking. I love it. Thank you, JB, for calling the show. And here's the other thing. Isn't, isn't that what Bruce Rauner said? Instead of Bruce Rauner, this was my biggest argument. You know, I went to a private fundraiser. Did I tell you about this kid? I went to a fundraiser years ago, um, and uh, it wasn't for Bruce Rauner. It was for Bill Brady. And Bill Brady, up until that time, was really the pride and joy of the Illinois Republican Party. And he's a big guy. He's a developer. Another guy who comes from a, a wealthy family, and uh, he's done some things in the state, nothing memorable. He's an elected official. I don't remember anything he's done to save the people of Illinois. And it was, um, it was Bill Brady and his uh, vice, what do they call him, lieutenant governor. His lieutenant governor was a woman. And I said, are you going to reject the Obamacare money? Are you going to reject it? At that time, Obamacare had just passed, and there were uh, 26 governors from around the country mounting a defense to um, Obamacare, and they were doing that by suing the government. I said, are you going to join that lawsuit? But in order to do that, you had to reject the federal money. And Bill Brady said, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Why? Then how can you run against it? This is the biggest problem in our government. How can you run against it if if you are complacent, if you capitulate to it? See, this is the thing about compromise in politics. This is the thing that the greatest compliment I can ever get is when someone says, you know, you really got to, you're not willing to compromise with the Democrats. Well, no, because when you're wrong, you have nothing to give up. 
What's there a compromise with socialism? Because once, once it's there, it's a cancer that metastasizes. And I prove to you our current reality. Our current reality, this is what I'm, I'm trying to communicate. Our current reality is that we've pretended we could accept just enough socialism that, that, that benefits us, that we can tolerate. When the reality is it's, it's expensive to be free. You have to reject all the free stuff. It's very, very expensive. And that's why I laugh to a certain extent. You've got 94% of people on the silver plan. This is an amazing statistic here. 94% of people on the silver plan are subsidized. Well, what the hell do they care what the cost is? What do they care what the cost is when they're getting a portion of it back for free? They've accepted it. Where you'd be a lot better off if 100% of people on the silver plans were not subsidized. Because the reality is you become pretty knowledgeable, you become pretty efficient when you're near bankruptcy, when you're being bankrupted by fraud policies. And if you think I'm wrong, take a look at the south side real estate market. Take a look at now the west side. Take a look at the commercial real estate market. You've got people in neighborhoods abandoning properties because of the taxes on them. And you want me to believe that more, we, what we need is just a little bit more of this failure? And Bruce Rauner had a chance. He's been the governor. I am perplexed every time when we allow these guys to run it as if they're victims of their own failure. You're the governor for three years. Did you do one thing to stop my premiums? Did you do one thing to rein in the waste, fraud, and abuse of spending? Or you just keep talking about the deficit? Because the minute they get in office, what do they do? They view your property as their revenue. They view your taxes as their revenue. And they're spending... Well, that's sacred. It's sacred spending. And it can't be touched. In fact, we have to figure out a way to sell the fact that we need more of it. So you get JB out there, never had a job with the pot belly, and he says, you know what's missing from these kids? I know you feel that the education system is wasted, not just because the kids are, are not uh, doing very well. They're not graduating at proper rates. Not only that, you, as, you see, as you see society, it's just imploding because it has no education, no character. You know what it needs? It's just a little breakfast. Yeah, to solve everything. These kids, what they're missing is breakfast. Now, I understand you've been giving food stamps and Section 8 housing and, and, and a little walking around cash, but we need more of it. And this is to the point where you turn to your, your Republican governor, Bruce Rauner. Bruce, what'd you do, Bruce? We need help with this. What'd you do? You know what you need? You need a little more spending. Only this time, we're not going to just give it to the public schools. We're going to give it to charter schools. This has been what Bruce Rauner has run on. He's just run on spending it more strategically. But we're going to spend it. And, yes, J.B. Pritzker's right. We need to spend more of it. This is, this is at the state level. Now, Peter Roskam, Sean Kasten. The idea that Sean Kasten can get up there and say Peter Roskam is detached from the people because he doesn't explain his record is hard to argue with. Because on that particular point, and on only that particular point, Sean Kasten is exactly correct. Peter Roskam has run from his constituents. Peter Roskam is hid in a failure of, I'm a victim, I'm a victim. But Peter, you've been, you were elected in 06. You were elected, you could have combat this. I remember after Obama was there, I kind of felt good about the fact, well, wait a minute, we got Peter Roskam from Illinois. He'll, 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 he won't just go step and fetch for all this spending. He won't. He'll put up a fight. And he did nothing. And now look at us. Now look at us. We're positioned. Do you want to support a politician who has sat idly by while the debt of the nation has more than doubled? More than doubled since 06. Do you want to sit idly by? Well, uh, what's my choice? 
Well, my choice is the guy over there who's a complete scam artist, who's who's a, uh, a, a trust fund, uh, green energy, second-generation fraud. Oh, boy. Well, I can't let that guy go, so what are we going to do? Let's put in the guy who, who, who more than doubled the budget. And ironically, it's the better choice. The problem is the Republican Party in 2000 and really 10 should have went to Peter Raskin and said, you know, Peter, you've been sitting here for four years. What'd you do? What'd you do? You've been sitting here for four years. Did you put up a fight? Let's see the bills you introduced. Let's see the achievements. Let's see what you've done for, for the state of Illinois. And the Illinois Tea Party did nothing but funnel money into this guy. Nothing but funnel money. Nothing but let, allow the, his power of law to be used against companies in Illinois. Did you ever look at the company list that gives Peter Raskin money? It's, it's really quite sad. I'm going to do it right now. See, this is the thing about a podcast. And whenever you do this, my favorite site to do this is a site by the name of Open Secrets Peter Raskin. And when you go to Open Secrets, you pull it up, one, two, three, Peter Raskin, 2006. Let's see a summary. This is going to be good. Peter Raskin, so far this year, just from securities and investment industry, 433000 From the insurance agency, 391000 Uh From various PACs, wow. One PAC, $109,500. From New York Life Insurance, $32,000. Why are insurance companies giving this kind of money to Republicans? You ever wonder that? Insurance companies have, have been making a fortune since Obamacare. In fact, what they've done is they've, Obamacare really benefits insurance companies. They've been paid, they've been subsidized every month to the tune of hundreds of millions. Their competition has been eliminated. Not only that, it's been guaranteed never to, never to rear its head again. And their liability to what they have to pay has also shrunk. So instead of, the insurance business is always my favorite because it's failed so big that it had to be taken over by government, and it had to be subsidized by government. And here it is, in this case, in one congressman, it gives over $400,000 to one congressman. And this, isn't, this is just the insurance industries. This doesn't include the individual money given by the people who work at these companies. Because, in fact, when you factor that in, insurance companies has, have given over $250 billion. When you add them all up and their workers... To politicians this year more than any time in history gee that seems funny you would think that the insurance companies would have donated a lot of money to avoid the passing of Obamacare if it didn't benefit them and here we are and in each and every case we got Ocasio-Cortez because she might be my favorite I know she's on the cut sheet here somewhere too I can't find it oh here it is Medicare for all mm-hmm. is it too expensive no People often say, like, how are you going to pay for it? And I find the question so puzzling because how do you pay for something that's more affordable? How do you pay for cheaper rent? How do you pay for You just pay for it. <laughs> we're paying more now. So it's not that, our, that we're saying this whole system is free. Yeah. It's saying it is free of cost at the point of service. So that means that what? you're not delaying going to the dentist. Because you're not you because yeah. you don't have the cash at the point of service. I want you to digest that for a minute. You don't have the cash at the point of service. So at the point of service, you don't have the cash. So who pays? She doesn't have an answer. And this girl is going to be a congresswoman. Going to be a congresswoman. And she doesn't have a Republican that can run against her and explain, number one, what you're talking about isn't 
It doesn't exist. It's not real. Number two, in the event your policies are enacted, all our costs will go up. And I pose to you, Obamacare, we are living in the failure. And we allow them to continue to fail because we don't have a fight against it. And who's the fight against it? Why fight against it when all you have to do on election day is this, or the day before election day is this? Now, this is our time, guys. We got to do it. Tomorrow's the day. Let's make sure. Tell everybody, everybody, get out and vote. Call your friends. Call your neighbors. Walk your neighborhood. Remind everybody to vote. If we get the turnout, we're going to win this. So here's the thing. The Tea Party was formed under who? It wasn't formed under Obama. It was formed under George Bush. When George Bush did what I think is to be the most... Uh, really financial atrocity pulled on the American citizens ever in TARP. Ever. It's insanity. So that's when the Tea Party was born. And it was going to happen no matter what. It was buttoned up and a bow was put on it with Obama, who was, who was a socialist from Illinois. And what happened to the Tea Party? Because the Tea Party, that's who I hear telling me to vote for this idiot, for this fool, for this failure, for this fraud, Bruce Rauner. And why? Oh, don't, because it, it, it's J.B. Pritzker. Well, here's the reality. These positions, president, governors, these are the positions where you should have the fall guy. These are the positions where there is a fluidity, where you will be thrown out. It's the other positions where the, where the detriment. The or, Ocasio-Cortez, as a congresswoman, the Congress is the most important piece in American government. That's the one to be closest to the people. That's the one in charge of the laws and the taxation and the spending. But we allow them to divert that property to the president in most cases. But moreover, we do not hold them accountable when it should be. I should not be in this position with Peter Roskam. Hulgram is a different. Hulgram's not a bad guy. Hulgram I can support absolutely against Underwood. Hulgram has done the best he could, and Hulgram is a no-brainer. But Peter Roskam is the problem. I have been saying for three years to throw Peter Roskam out. He ran against Jay Kinsler, and he should have lost. That's the, that's the election, because this is the other uh, elephant in the room. We do primary in Illinois. We do primary these scoundrels. And the infrastructure of corruption saves them each and every time. And who is that infrastructure of corruption? It's the one who benefits directly from the, from the fraud of the money. So who do you have to thank for all of our positions in Illinois? Is the very same virtuous state worker, we got to bail out their pensions while ours go evaporate. Will we go into bankruptcy providing for these guys with these fraudulent deals to be cut? And this is, the, this is our reality. And it happens time and time again. And we are at the pimple popping point. This is it. Because I can't take it anymore. I'm, I'm just a guy, three, three different jobs, three different businesses. The money goes to support people who I'm told are better than me because they have public sector pensions. And we're not attacking the principle. We're not attacking the fundamental because we have lost what our rights are, what our property rights are, what our idea of liberty is. We've lost it. So it is Election Day. I do, I, I, you know, I, I, I went to vote. I do have to go open up a business. Um, so I am going to cut this one a little short today. But it's more, more important for you to go out, and you do have to vote for Congress. I think for the rest of them, file blank. File blank. And I'm, I'm getting tweets and text messages uh, uh, from my libertarian friends. Well, what about the libertarian? Here's why I say I like Cash Jackson as a person. He's a wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. He's a nice guy. But when you buy the talking point that uh, we shouldn't separate people at the border, 
you've lost the fundamental principle of why why not only should we separate them at the border, but why we should secure the border. We should use that as a as a as a reason to have a streamlined right of citizenship. I want more citizens. But when you buy the political talking point, you're you're a suggestion away from buying it all. He should have said at that moment. It's very, very simple. If you want to solve the problem of immigration, stop the welfare immediately. You're entitled to nothing. You're entitled to nothing. But he didn't do that because he bought the talking point. So for me, that's the deal breaker. And I think it is at that point that we, we have to stop compromising with our principles and fundamentals because if you don't, these are your choices. So I'm hoping that tomorrow that's what gets started because we'll survive today. This is, you know, this is the other... Uh, Everything, every election is the worst, and it's the end of the world, and it has to stop. That's not true. The country was born of but a third of us. But a third of us fought the king. The other third wanted it. The other third was too stupid to know the difference. By the way, you think that's any different than right now? Of course it isn't. Those are the same breakdowns of right now. A third are in on the scam, and they love the, the system the way it is because it benefits them. A third fight it, and a third are too stupid to know the difference. Our, our play is to go after the third that are too stupid to know the difference and to make them understand exactly what's happening. Because where is this happening? Within the municipal government, within government itself. They're the pensions that are being used to break the backs of the regular citizens. So we're, we're all going to lose. It's to what degree tomorrow? I mean, today. We're going to lose. We're going to wake up tomorrow. And for those people who are capitalists, for those people who love liberty, for those people who want property rights and do not want to be part of a social engineering system, we lost. But it's time to pick up the pieces. It's time to reinvigorate an organization. But it's time to have an organization with principles and fundamentals. I don't care if you write them down. Why can't we have an organization in the Tea Party? I did go to a few Tea Party rallies. I was kind of disgusted as I was watching the debates for this presidential election at a Tea Party rally, as people were cheering for national populism. That's not capitalism. As people were cheering for a collectivism, one guy making the taxes, one guy making the spending, one guy uh, making uh, trade negotiations. That's not government. That's not American government. That's a version of tyranny you find palatable. So until we have an organization in the Tea Party, maybe tomorrow would be the perfect day for Tea Parties around the country to organize and write Ten Commandments to be in the Tea Party. Ten Commandments steeped in the very same things we pretend we want in our Constitution because we are so unmoored for them, we're just arguing to the degrees of servitude to a government. We're not arguing the fact that the government is to be our servant. Bruce Rauner is to be my servant. In fact, uh, thank God for Jeannie Ives, she gave us a chance to throw him out. But where was the rest of the people? saying, even though I think I'll pretend that we can't agree that we should, uh, women should be able to kill their kids, even though I do, I don't think the guy who doesn't agree should have his money stripped for him and it benefit her and it pay the doctor that kills the baby. I don't remember one, one political figure making that argument. I remember individual radio hosts. I remember people at, at functions making that argument, but I don't remember one Republican politician making that argument aside from Jeannie Ives. And, and the people that supported her, Alan Skillicorn comes to mind, and a couple others. So until we have an organization that has 10 basic keys, 10 principles that are stipulated, we don't have an organization. We're all running around with our, with our heads on fire pretending that uh, this time it's imperative that Bruce Rauner. Your life isn't going to be any more different with Bruce Rauner than J.B. Pritzker, except you're going to lose more money. But that's okay because you'll be subsidized. 
And that's the other thing. If you're a principled person, you don't take your subsidy for your silver plan. I'm sorry. It's expensive to be free. It's risky to be free. But there's a certain solace in the, in the fact that you've never given up your fundamentals and your principles. That's really the point. There is either only liberty or tyranny. All right. On that note, we're going to end the show. I want to thank you very much for tuning in. I do appreciate it. Thank you very much. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.